0: Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones-Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum. At b1bank.com. From Mansur's on the boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. Stephanie Regal is a broadcaster and editor of Baton Rouge Business Report. It's business, Baton Rouge Style.
1: Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Nothing can ruin a good day like a bad hair day. It's a problem every woman can relate to, and one that two Baton Rouge entrepreneurs are helping to address. Boyce Clark has done what many would tell you is impossible. He has found a way to tame frizzy hair. In 2015, this one-time nuclear physicist walked away from his job doing research at the North Pole to help his frustrated teenage daughter bring her unruly locks under control and created a two-step hair care product that blocks the frizzing effects of humidity without damaging the hair. In the nearly two years since, Boyce's company Lubricity Labs has been placing its products in local salons, selling it on the Internet, and growing more rapidly than Boyce would ever have imagined. Boyce, it's the coolest story. Everybody loves it. Welcome to Out to lunch.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Can't wait to hear about it. Brittany Alton-Smith is the owner of Rush Salon, a Paul Mitchell-focused salon that came onto the Baton Rouge hair scene in 2015. Brittany also has a great dad. Her father, Kermit, was a law enforcement officer turned PI who, upon retirement, helped his talented daughter open her own salon. Today, Rush is something of a family affair. Brittany is the owner. Her sister, Brenna, is the manager. And her dad, Kermit, and mom, Brooke, work behind the scenes and sometimes at the front desk to help this growing business. Brittany, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. Well, boys, I want to start with you because your 13-year-old daughter was unconsolable. She couldn't do anything with her hair. You looked at the costly keratin treatments and said, uh-uh. Too expensive, not safe enough. So you did what any good dad would do. You came up with your own solution. How did you invent this magical product?
2: Well, as being a scientist, I was looking at her hair, and in the morning, single parent, I would try to brush it to make it tame, to try to tame it, and it would get bigger and bigger. And I would think to myself, why is it doing this? And if the humidity was high, it would grow and be huge. And as a scientist, I would think chemically, what is happening here? I tried all over-the-counter products, nothing worked. I looked into keratin treatments. I wasn't comfortable with the toxicity profile for a 12-year-old. So I decided I would teach myself about hair. I was on a 21-day trip to the Arctic Circle for work. I went and checked out two books on the anatomy, physiology, and morphology of hair and basically taught myself about hair. when I came back, I reached out to pharmaceutical companies to get some samples of some fairly cutting-edge new compounds that had come out, and we set up a lab in the kitchen and started experimenting on her hair.
1: Unbelievable. How long did it take you until you came up with the right solution?
2: It was about six months of about maybe three nights a week, I would mix up different formulas and put one on one side of her head, one on the other. She was not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> and we would, I would pull a comb through it to see what kind of results we'd get. And early on, what happened was it was way too conditioning. So I swung the pendulum too far and I had to kind of fine tune it. And about six months in, we had a eureka moment. And uh, I made five gallons of it in an orange Home Depot bucket and thought I'm good for the teenage years and center to school.
1: Wow. And since then, it's grown tremendously. We're going to talk about that growth in a minute. But tell me this, first of all, um, you make it sound relatively simple, six months, three nights a week. I mean, that's a lot of elbow grease. But I'm sure there are a lot of companies out there that have invested a lot more money and R&D and haven't been able to come up with this product. Was it your genius? Was it What
0: was it?
2: I, you know, I ask myself that question very often. I'm, I am clearly not the smartest person in the room. You know, these huge companies that have thousands of Ph.D. cosmetic chemists that are <laughs> right. designing products, I feel like maybe they're designing products to sell and market, whereas I had a problem that I needed to have a solution to. So I approached it from a completely different angle. I approached it as a f- parent that needed to have easier mornings and as a scientist. And...
1: So maybe Clairol just needs a good motivation, a disgruntled teenager, you know, right? The whole
2: necessity mother of invention phrase, I think, really applies to this.
1: That's fantastic. How how do you ensure that somebody doesn't take a bottle of your stuff and deconstruct it in their own lab?
2: That's a very real possibility. So our approach has been to try to build the name brand so that we can associate the name Lubricity with uh, our product. So
1: Are you copyrighted, trademarked? protected um, however you've that is patented. all in
2: process all happening right all right now we're gonna breakneck pace
1: we're gonna come back because you i know it has been some breakneck growth but Brittany, you also work in the hair business and also have a scientific knowledge of how it works you're not just a stylist but but we're trained by paul mitchell what does it mean to be a paul mitchell focus salon
3: uh to be a paul mitchell focused salon means that we exclusive carry ex- exclusively carry paul mitchell hair color and paul mitchell products um basically if if paul mitchell doesn't make it we don't carry it and um, with that we get some additional perks from Paul Mitchell that you know kind of help us to, for our in salon products and things like that, education. Um, the Paul Mitchell education world is, is second to none in the professional beauty industry. And so um, to be a Paul Mitchell focused salon means to partner with Paul Mitchell, John Paul Mitchell Systems as a company. Uh, And then also, in addition to being a focus salon owner, I'm also a Paul Mitchell National Color Trainer. And so um, with that is lots of... Uh, teaching in salon, so I teach advanced education to already licensed hairdressers rather than teaching on a beauty school level, so they
1: all sort of just partner with one another. That's great. And and Paul Mitchell um, I know is, is a very well-known name in the salon world, like what kind of market share does it have? Is it one of the largest? I would say it is
3: one of the largest um, exclusively professional brands in the professional beauty industry. Um, there's been a lot of companies over the past few years who have sold out to some of your over-the-counter grocery store uh, brands. and so so we actually have a 350-year trust uh, that says Paul Mitchell will never be sold to a an over-the-counter type company. So it's probably one of your largest, uh, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to rank it, but it's probably one of your largest in the professional beauty industry.
1: Now, Boyce was motivated by his teenage daughter. What got you into the, the hair care industry? I have
3: always loved to do hair. I <laughs> was the one, you know, doing everyone's hair and makeup to go to prom and homecoming and... and um, I just knew that I wanted to go to beauty school and so after much um, convincing I convinced my mother who um, has a PhD from LSU so she was education you know education education is what she kind of always pushed so when I convinced her to let me go to beauty school
1: that was huge (laughs) I
3: figured that I better get a PhD in it because that was going to be the the best way to to carry that on and so I became an educator and uh, so I guess I've been in the industry about Fifteen years, and I guess it's just my love—not so much just for for beauty and hair, but my
1: love for people.
3: Was it has it been
1: difficult to break into the market here with a new salon and and grow it? I know you're in a you know very high end and competitive part of town.
3: Um, I am in a very high end uh, competitive part of town. It's not easy. Running a business is not easy. It's fulfilling. I've learned a lot. Um, I had a large clientele that came with me that, that I've sort of built over the years. I haven't done a lot of switching of salons, so I've sort of carried them with me. Plus, I grew up right here um, in what they call the the red schoolhouse, which they tore down a few years ago, but um, it's the old school time building. So that's the house I grew up in. That's where my family lives on that land. So, you know, this is just sort of my my home.
1: That's great. So I know that having people with you that follow you, the word of mouth, obviously that's very important in your company as well, Voice. Um, The growth has been just phenomenal just even the past few weeks. You were telling us about how once y'all got on a local news story on WAFB, this product just took off.
2: That's right, Uh, there was like a 60 second news segment that aired at 10 p.m. uh, the Friday before Mardi Gras. I had plans to go to Mardi Gras, (laughs) 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 I didn't make it, but uh, it was picked up by 28 states by other affiliates and uh, went viral, and then Yahoo.com, Yahoo's beauty editor called called me and interviewed me. It went on Yahoo's beauty page, then it escalated to Yahoo.com, top trending story for two days. Our website crashed because we were exceeding 16,000 views a minute. A minute? Yes. Wow. I had 50 bottles of product on the shelf when this hit and we got over 7,000 orders in a week.
1: In a week, oh my goodness. So talk about ramping up. How How do you scale up that quickly? What did you do?
2: I had one employee at the time, you know, that I still have. There were two of us doing this, so we immediately had to staff up. So luckily we had already kind of set a business plan. We worked with the Louisiana Business Technology Center, LSU's business incubator. We had a great business plan. They are a fantastic team, so we already had identified key members of our team that were six to 12 months out that we were right. h- literally hiring people at 10 p.m. midnight on Sunday night. <laughs> and everyone you know does their job, and then we all jump in when it's time to bottle shampoo. And uh, the biggest challenge, I guess for me, as a scientist f- with this business has been managing customer service. Because for me, it's about focusing on the science. and. I did not appreciate the relationship that women have with their hair. <laughs> and it yeah, is... only
3: women can really appreciate. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we have a full-time
2: customer service person and we're looking to hire two more because it is... I mean, we're overwhelmed every day with literally thousands of emails and phone calls. Really? People ad- wanting to know more about the product. It's safety. When I designed this for my daughter, I wanted something that was gonna be very safe for her and also to be the highest quality possible. Mm -hmm. So all of our ingredients are naturally derived, I needed it to be effective, too. So when you know m- many products would have a recommendation of 1% to 2% of something like silk protein, I use almost 10% of it because I wanted this to be you know something that was going to be the, literally the best.
1: So what kind of production volume are you doing now, and and, how, and where are you based at? So of? we
2: are now, we were at a small uh, mixed-use space on Government Street, and that's when I was making it out of gumbo pots and making like 60 bottles at <laughs> a time. Uh, we have since bought a large industrial mixer that makes 1,600 bottles bottles at a batch which wow. has been uh, we still can't keep up <laughs> uh, we pulled the trigger on a contract laboratory so in about four weeks the product will be made in 30,000 gallon batches at a time and Here in Louisiana? uh, I would wish it were in Louisiana, but there's not a co-packer here. We would love to keep everything local. Uh, There are no cosmetic uh, co-packers here locally, but uh, this is one out of Indiana that's part of uh, the big pharmaceutical campus there. So they will manufacture it, bottle it, label it, and have it on the shelf so that when you place an order, someone takes it off the shelf and it's sent out within 24 hours to you. So it's the turnaround that many many people have come to expect, the Amazon Prime expectation, and we can't. So they're your distributor
3: that. as well. I mean, it's a manufacturer-distributor sort of in one...
2: Fulfillment, right, because we're direct-to-consumer now, although okay. we are in a few salons here in Baton Rouge, and we've had a tremendous surge of requests from salons. I mean, as of today, there's 88 salons around the country that are waiting to carry our product. Really? But we've had to put them on a, hey, we've got to yeah. fulfill these orders that yeah. these people have already paid for before we sure. can even talk to you about that.
0: Would
1: this be... um? Does he pose a competitive threat to you, Brittany? Oh, not at all. Um,
3: we're we're always looking to um, give our clients what's what's up and coming in the, in the beauty industry, and so. Um currently Paul Mitchell does not make a smoothing product, um, along the lines of keratin, um, or anything like it simply because of the chemical compound that went along with it. They're, they're a very, um, environmentally friendly company. And so, um, currently Paul Mitchell has, does not have one. And so, um, we're, we're sort of, dabbling in some different things and so it definitely doesn't i I, i'm a i very much like to know the how and the why so (laughs) i'm definitely interested to learn a little bit more about it i have a few clients who have bought it and used it and um you know i don't know that they always know what they're doing um the first go round, so um but they love it because it's the hot you know it's hot right now you know so um i have not experienced it myself i i definitely will though i'm excited about that but um so, no, definitely not yeah. um, something that, that I would be interested in knowing But as about. a Paul Mitchell salon, you wouldn't be able to buy
1: his product or um, carry it?
3: So, that kind of goes between something I would have to discuss right. with my distributor. Um, simply because, technically, if Paul Mitchell doesn't sure. make it. Uh, but you know, they, they really go into the ingredients and try to figure out, do they make something like it or can you carry it? So it would, it would definitely have to be something I would have to get approval for, but, um, I'm not saying no.
1: family is sort of central to the narrative of both of y'all's story, obviously, like we said, boys, because your daughter was the motivation behind your product, and family plays a real important role in the management and the day-to-day operations of your business. How is it, having your sister there right alongside of you, and and your mom and dad often in the
3: wings? Well, so it is, um, we're a very close family. Rush is actually my grandmother's maiden name, so that's where that came from, Um, and and her, her grandfather had the first Piggly Wiggly in the state of Louisiana, so small family business. Business has sort of run in my blood for a long time. Uh, my sister actually doesn't work in the business, so she does all of our health benefits and payroll okay. and all those kinds of things from afar. She's actually a soccer coach, so. Um, but you know, it works, we, uh, my sister and I both have kids, so my one or the two of my mom and dad are running carpool while the other one's at the, you know, in the beginning when we didn't have the employees that we have now, you know, they were the people that I could depend on that would be there and, and make sure that, that everything was functioning like it should. So, you know, we're, we're very close and it's, it's been really fun.
1: That's great. You're listening to Out to Lunch, I'm Stephanie Regal. We're talking to Brittany Alfin Smith of Rush Salon and Dr. Boyce Clark of Lubricity Labs. What what is the marketing strategy for each of y'all's businesses? It, it, you, is this fly by the seat of your pants boys you're kind of you looking know, at me I, like I, I had a marketing strategy? <laughs> yeah
2: I had a great one uh, it was due to start on March 1st we had a <laughs> linear marketing plan we were ready to you know to go forward and uh, February 17th when the story broke things have changed dramatically uh, after our story went viral I was contacted by and I've actually inked a deal with Lifetime Network I will be their beauty expert on uh, a sh- television show that they have called The Balancing Act it's for professional Women to balance work and work and uh, life. So uh, June that will air, and then they will spin that off to 200 cable affiliate channels. So we are bracing for what that's going to look like. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge, and um, and do
1: you appear on multiple episodes of this show? <coughs> it'll
2: uh, I'll have one segment. It's uh, that week will be dealing with curly hair, mm-hmm. so they're bringing me in as the expert on frizzy hair. Which again, my PhDs in uranium geochemistry. <laughs> 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 so when to think about myself being a hair expert is you know and I have women ask me all the time about what they should do with their hair and I have to say I'm not a, I'm cosmetologist. Not a <laughs> I, do, I don't know. <laughs> you know we've
1: sent them to Brittany I can tell you about the chemistry
2: of your hair but I can't That's tell right. you, what, what well. you what color you should color it
1: what, what, what about your marketing strategy and how have y'all grown in, in two years and like I said, a competitive business? You started out with a healthy clientele that I followed did. you. and Is it word of mouth? Is it social media? Is it ads in the Pretty Magazine? It's a lot. It's a lot of
3: all of that. When I started out, I had a, um, a wonderful client who's actually been with me since the very first year I got out of beauty school who works for in Register Magazine. Uh, her name is Julie Bondy, and she set me up with a with a whole year full of, of advertising with In Register and 225, and um, and so I would say that that hits my market, my clientele, mm-hmm. uh, the demographic of women that I want to walk in my door. That's a magazine that they all read, and so that's really what started. Um, so we we've, we're continually advertising with In Register magazine. Uh, we did a bridal. Um, commercial with wafb last year um giving away a bridal package to the winning bride Uh, obviously word of mouth and social media before and after pictures um anything that we can do to just get our name out we do lots of you know i don't feel like i got where i am without giving back you know so i do lots of um volunteering lots of donation of not just my my products and my services but my personal time Uh, So it's just in whatever capacity I can tell people about Rush and, and serve them in whatever their beauty needs are.
1: Fantastic
2: actually our business plan has that we were looking once we can afford one uh, two celebrity spokesmodels our product works on the chemistry of hair and different ethnicities we all have the same chemistry of our hair is chemically the same okay the difference is the structure of how that's put together so the difference between African descent hair versus European descent hair it's chemically identical it's just how it's structurally put together so my product works on all ethnicities that being said we see tremendously more significant results on African descent hair because of the way it's structured so really? our approach is that we would like an African American spokesmodel celebrity spokesmodel as well as a uh, uh, caucasian spokesmodel to kind of hit both demographics and uh the one that i have in mind and i certainly don't know what the price tag associated with her will be but uh alicia keys
3: okay she's (laughs) part of
2: the bear campaign so we've been seeing her with no makeup no hair product and we see what her natural hair looks like and i'm looking at you know it's crazy now that i'm in (laughs) hair i see people and i want to go up to them in the store and say i can help you yeah (laughs) absolutely
1: (laughs) Y'all, what what is the Baton Rouge business community like as a place for an entrepreneur or a small business owner? Do you find that we have the resources here and the help that that you need, the investors, the lending community?
3: Um, I think so. Um, I... Definitely feel like we have the heads of hair. So <laughs> that's the, I think that's the first thing. There's a lot of salons, so I'm in a little bit of a different kind of a business right. um, because there's a lot of salons, so it's, it's not so much about being com- competitive or competition but just creating your own environment. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the availability, um, there are some grants for business women, for small businesses, um, things like that. Um, like he's talking about through the LSU um, incubator. Um, there are definitely some opportunities there for that. Um, so yeah, I would say there is. I've had the same
2: experience. You know, I was a scientist. I worked as a consultant to the energy industry. So I was traveling the world as working for a huge corporation, multinational corporation. So when it, I, decided to try to start my own company, I didn't know what, I did. I'm not a business person, I wasn't business trained. I went to LSU's business incubator with a couple of bottles of shampoo and an idea, and they literally put a team on me. And you know, MBAs, uh, CPAs, marketing people, wow. they developed a business plan for me, they taught me where I should go, what the demographics I was gonna look at, they did market research, and it's all free.
1: I mean, I mean, that's it's, fantastic. It's an amazing a great resource. resource.
2: Yeah, Charlie D'Agostino's group And they there.
1: did your labeling and things like that. Well, it's
2: funny that you, said that you bring that up. Uh, when I, So I made the five gallons for my daughter, and I sent her to school. And that day, I got two notes sent home from teachers and a phone call saying, what did you do to her hair, <laughs> and where can I buy some? So I was scooping it out and putting it in Tupperware containers and giving it to people to try. And then people that's are amazing. telling me I'm being stopped on the street to ask about my hair. I
1: mean, you knew you were on to something then.
2: It was blowing my mind, right? I was like, it's... It was insane. So um, word started getting out, and we're called Lubricity Labs because when I was researching hair, I kept coming across this word. It would say, you know, using quinoa and silk proteins will increase the lubricity of your hair. Lubricity means to reduce friction, to make something smooth. Okay. So that's where, where our name comes from. But, uh, yeah, it's I, a good name. I love it. Definitely a <clears throat> good name. We got a phone, I got a phone call one day from the owner of Bumble Lane, and he says, I've been hearing about your product, and we'd like to carry your product mm-hmm. line. So I'm on the phone, and I'm looking at the orange 5- gallon <laughs> Home Depot bucket and I'm thinking my product line yeah. so I said I need 30 days so I uh, got on Photoshop that night I designed labels myself I bought bottles I picked out an aesthetic I literally created my entire line in 30 days for wow. the visuals just so,
1: using some online basic yeah, whatever
2: you can find yeah I, I, you know Picked a logo and kind of went with it, but the, the guys at the business incubator were integral in helping me, you know, become, make sure I was uh, compliant with FDA regulations, Federal Trade Commission regulations, things like this.
1: What about um, investors? I know you've won, like, every pitch competition you've entered, so you've gotten some startup, a little bit of startup money right. that way, but what about uh, more serious money? Because it sounds like you really are needing to ramp up quickly and, uh, right
2: when the lifetime thing hits you know I need to have a lot of product on the shelf and it's a again our product has a fairly high price point because we use the highest quality ingredients everything is all See, naturally derived I,
1: If somebody has problem hair it's not going to matter what the price point is it's I mean, not you, especially that you know a, a woman will spend anything on her hair
2: absolutely and our product lasts from three to six months um if you color your hair often it'll probably be more like three months but if you're just looking for frizz reduction it lasts almost six months um so Building for that, we are going to need funding. Um, we d- I did win Pitch BR last year and Innovation Catalyst is a venture capitalist firm in town. Very great guys to work for. They awarded me $200,000 of seed money. So, again, had I not had that money when this story ran, we wouldn't be able to be where we are today. But after I went viral on Yahoo, um, I was contacted by Shark Tank. So they have asked me to apply and escalated me to the final round of that audition. So Very we're waiting to <laughs> How that's going <laughs> to go. great.
1: That's great. So that could, and are we looking at conventional financing yet or any um, other equity investors?
2: N- at this point, we've done so well that we don't really need it right now. Okay. But when, you know, something like Lifetime hits, I have no concept of how many bottles we're going to sell. And, you know, we could be looking at millions of dollars of inventory that we need to
1: Yeah, certainly. stock up on. So, so. exciting. What are the long-term growth plans? What? What? Where do you want to see your salon in safety? Five years, Brittany?
3: Well, um, when we opened the doors, I had no idea that we would experience the kind of growth that we have experienced um, year to date, first year open, quarter to quarter, so um, about, we, we've uh, at, at about 68% growth Over first quarter of last year God
1: that's great um,
3: And so whereas I said I'll never be bigger than these six chairs And <laughs> I want to stay small And I want to stay family owned and operated I still do um, But I have some other ideas um, I think we have a male market Here in Baton Ridge that's being hit In some places but not necessarily Being hit um, From that barber shop perspective mm-hmm. Um uh you know i don't i don't want to let everything out of the bag but you know so if i if i had a long-term plan i definitely don't want to leave my location i love my location maybe be able to get another two chairs in there other than that we'll leave it at the size that it is and uh, maybe explore some some of the mail
1: market and what we can do there excellent all right and and what about you boys what is your um, exit strategy
2: so, we have a magic number of seven employees that we don't want to grow beyond because we want to keep it as a small core group. Um, okay. The four of us like finish each other's sentences at this point and we work so well together that we're envisioning that uh, once we have a co-packer that's like a contract ma- lab that would manufacture the product, uh, label it, bottle it, house it, you place an order, it gets shipped out, we would just be managing that and then managing the brand. Um, I am interested in spinning off potentially another brand called Dr. Boyce Clark, and it would be a very high-end premium brand where you would potentially send in a sample of your hair, and I would analyze it under the scanning electron microscope, chemically decompose it, and design a custom product for you. Fantastic. So. Very I'm, interesting. I'm also interested yes. in skincare. We may go to skincare next. There have been tremendous advances in anti-aging product compounds. So. Wow.
1: Well, Boyce Clark and Brittany Alfin-Smith, y'all have great stories to share. Who knew Baton Rouge was such a hotbed for hair care entrepreneurship? So congratulations to you both, and good luck with your continued success. Thank
3: you. Thank
2: you you so much.
1: Thanks for joining us today on Out to Lunch. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Boyce Clark of Lubricity Labs and Brittany Alfin-Smith of Rush Salon. You can find out more about Lubricity Labs and Rush Salon by following the links on our website. It's batonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Mansters on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansters is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Rusciutti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Anne Edelman. You can see photos from this show on its itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Ken Stewart. All the music on Out to Lunch is composed and performed by Mitchell Foreman. You can find more of Mitchell's music wherever great jazz is streamed or sold and at MitchellForeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf89.3FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's. for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch.
0: Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S. Providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Joneswalker.com. And by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at B1Bank.com.